Social Zoom Factor, episode 30. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Well, hello there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. How are you doing today? I hope everybody is just doing awesome, ready to kick off or end an amazing week, depending on what day it is you're actually listening to this. Today, we are going to get a little bit geeky, and we're going to put our smart business hats on. And we are going to talk about how you can better leverage what you already have when it comes to business and marketing. So by the time we're done with this podcast, if you don't understand what we mean when we talk about integrated marketing, and even if you know the buzzword, but you really don't know how to do integrated marketing, and you don't really know what it means in regard to social media. So if you read my blog, you listen to my podcast, you've been reading who knows what content out there, and everybody's talking about how you need to integrate social into the DNA of your business, integrate social into the DNA of your marketing and your customer service teams, that type of thing. And then the focus of the content today is really going to be around how you can leverage content and assets and programs that you have already created to continue to drive a return for your business and your brand. So that is the topic for today. Buckle up and let's zoom. So we're going to pretend right now that it's Monday morning and you are heading into the conference room for your first weekly team meeting. Chances are there is more talk, plans, and stress about what you need to do that is new. What is the next big thing? What is the big thing that's going to get you on the map? How are you going to build the fastest, baddest Facebook campaign? Or maybe it's the new Facebook or Twitter ad campaign or the big car giveaway that's at the local charity event in your city. Before the week gets away from you, take a deep breath. Ready? however you breathe, whatever. Take a breath, slow down and do a sanity check. And now I'm going to hit you on the head. You hear that? It's not about the next big thing. I'm looking you in the eyes. I'm holding your head and I'm saying Tom or Sally, whatever your name is. Honey, it's not about the next big thing. Quit looking for the next big thing. As much as you want it to be about the next big thing, it's more about what you've already done. What have you already spent your resource on? What have you already spent time on? How much time, resource, and budget have you already spent on your social media profiles, campaigns, blog sites, video marketing, websites? What about all those email programs you've been testing and all the templates you've created but never launched? What about the advertising campaigns? What about all the visual marketing that you've done? What about for content for everything I just mentioned? And the list goes on and on and on. Think about all those things you've done. Now, my next question is, what was the return on all of those things? Do you know if you obtained a positive ROI? Did you generate leads? Did you increase your brand awareness? Did you increase your brand equity? Did you reach new markets? Did you increase customer satisfaction? Did you move closer to achieving your goals and objectives? Do you know what your business goals and objectives are? 
were those marketing activities ever aligned to them so they could drive a return that could be measured? Did you provide value to your audience? That's one of the most important questions. So think about the answers. Is it about the next big thing? No. Do you know why you did all of these things? Do you know why you did them? If you don't have goals for them, you don't have objectives for them, you didn't align them to the business, you don't know why your audience and your customers need them, then why did you do them? Was it from a past Monday meeting that maybe you were looking for the next big thing? That's why today we're going to talk a little bit about how you can maximize your investment in things that you've already done. Why do you want to add five more things to the list for this week or next week when you haven't maximized the investment you've already invested in? Because in order for us to leverage what we have to maximize what we've already done so that we can better monetize it, maximize to monetize is what we want to do. We must do four things. Okay. We need to focus on the right things. And this includes eliminating random acts of marketing and focus on meeting business goals and objectives. And if you follow me at all, you know what random acts of marketing are. If you don't, if this is the first time you're listening to me, maybe you caught me through a tweet or wherever it may be, first time listening to one of my podcasts, you need to go check out some of my materials. I have a white paper that you can download for how to eliminate random acts of marketing in your business. Go to socialzoomfactor.com slash no rams. Quickly, the way you define a RAM and you know that you have a problem with the RAMIs is number one, it's not funded. Number two, it's not in the plan. Number three, it's not integrated with the rest of the things that you are doing. And number four, you have no metrics for success. So if you got a case of the RAMIs, that's the first thing you need to stomp. You need to make sure you're focusing on the right things. Second thing we need to do to maximize, to monetize, we need to make sure we're doing the right things well and in a way that is supporting and moving us closer to achieving our business, marketing, and life goals and objectives, right? So we want to be efficient at what we do. We want to make sure the time that we're spending is valuable. We don't want to just be on Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or blasting out email campaigns that aren't driving a return. We're not about just creating more noise. And I really am seeing this a lot where people are just so busy. But when you really look at what they're doing, they have a very hard time answering why are they doing those things? Because if you do a double click into much of the data and the analytics with our clients, we see that a lot of what they're doing is not driving a return, yet they have this long list of a hundred things that they are doing. So the first thing they need to do is to scale down that list because who cares if you're doing a hundred things, 150 things, if it's not driving a return, it's nothing more than a set of a hundred random acts of marketing. And we're better off doing 10 things really, really good and making sure that those are the right things that are going to bring our audience value. All right. Hopefully this is starting to make a little sense and you understand where we're going to go with this conversation because we're going to end up in a place that's going to help you leverage what you've already done and hopefully maximize some time for you so you can get out there and get a life and not have to work 24 hours a day on that list of 100 to 150 random acts of marketing that's keeping you up at night. Can you relate? 
The next thing you need to do to maximize to monetize, number three, is to make sure that you are providing value to your audience at every possible encounter. So as you start to scale down this list of the things that you are doing so you can focus on what you've already done and maximize that, one way you're going to do that is to make sure you're leveraging the key performance indicators around what is valuable to your audience. What do they want? What do they need? So you're going to have to make sure that you know your audience very well. Check out a podcast I did not too long ago about the top things you must know about your audience. And you can also download a white paper that we have available at socialzoomfactor.com slash audience. It's a worksheet that'll help you prioritize the needs of your audience. The fourth thing is you need to make sure that you are measuring, analyzing, and optimizing continuously. So it's not about doing more. It's more about focusing on the right things. It's not about focusing on the next big thing or creating another new shiny object. Less is truly more. So we want to focus on doing less of the right stuff really, really well. So the first thing we want to do is we focus on maximizing to monetize and leveraging what we have is we need to know what we have, right? What do we have that we can leverage? So we need to do an analysis of everything you have done the past year at minimum. Focus on what marketing strategies, goals, objectives, and priorities have driven what activities and tactics. So what events did you attend or facilitate? What speaking engagements have you done that maybe you can leverage content from there? What type of training sessions have you facilitated? Maybe those were internal, maybe they were external. What campaigns have you started or kicked off and delivered? What email marketing campaigns have you created and launched? What type of landing pages have you created for those campaigns? What type of blog content, video content, podcasting, Google Hangouts, whatever it may be, you need to take an inventory of everything that you have done. And now that you have the list of everything that you've possibly done the past year at minimum, now we want to start to look at the assets that we have created as part of those activities. And we're going to get to the business and marketing plan here in a minute. But right now we're kind of down in the weeds because I know that's where a lot of you are. And so I want you to focus on organizing those weeds a little bit before we go back up to the marketing and business plan. All right, that's where we're headed. So I want you to now create a list of all of the assets that came out of those activities. And to do this, I suggest you download a worksheet that we have. It's a content marketing asset inventory worksheet. Just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash inventory. And it will help you tremendously in simply organizing your content. It has three columns and three statuses that each of your pieces of content can have on it. There's only three. And I suggest you don't add another to start. The three statuses are it's either in, it's out, or it's updated. So for each type of content marketing asset that you have, it will help you identify the audience and that type of thing. You can put some of those details in there. But from a status perspective, you're either going to use it, it's in, you're either not going to use it, it's out, or it needs updated, which means it's not current, it's not applicable, something needs fixed in it. This could even include content such as social media profiles that you have set up, 
What profiles are active? What custom videos have you created? What creative assets do you own, such as images, video, audio, that can be leveraged both online and offline? What blog content have you published? What draft content do you have maybe sitting in your WordPress blog that has never been published? And I know sometimes whenever I hit a wall and I'm running out of things to write about, I know sometimes that happens. You would think it never happens to me. But a lot of times when I end up traveling a lot or I'm out there just killing it, I wind up with so much in my head and then I need to just pound out a blog post and I'm like, oh, my brain just feels fried. What can I write about really easily? And a lot of times I end up going into my WordPress blog, one of them, blogs, plural, and I will find a post that's half written that I didn't publish from a year or year and a half ago that's still really relevant. So take an inventory and see what content you have that's maybe even just in draft format that you can take to real life. And it may be some really good thoughts that you started a while back, but never really finished. So for this inventory, what we want to do, the purpose that we're doing this is obviously we want to identify content we've already invested in, but we also want to start to identify themes. And as you do this, I guarantee you're going to see where you are investing in content marketing for certain types of marketing and business activities and where you're not. And so what a lot of times we find with our clients is they're really good, for example, at writing content for blog posts, or they're really good at writing content for a campaign for the front end of a campaign that the top of the funnel, a lot of marketers are really good about writing more of the corporate type of speak, what I call it, where it's easy to get people into the top of your conversion funnel. However, where we see a lot of marketing and business leaders struggle is the content that actually helps convert that customer. It's the content that helps get the customer actually subscribe to your email newsletter or the content that gets them to download a call to action, an amazing white paper. So they may be really good at creating Facebook posts and some pretty, you know, images that go up on Instagram via the newest app, Word Swag, which is one of my favorites. You know, they're really good at doing those things, which are good things to do for your business. But unless you're figuring out how you're going to do those things and actually have the back end activities that are going to actually drive a return on that investment, what happens when somebody likes a visual image that you create and you post on Instagram or you post on Facebook and they click on something somewhere and they go to a landing page or they go to your blog site, if your content on that specific page isn't giving them that same experience, number one, that they saw with that image. Number two, if it's not driving them and inspiring them to further engage with you. And three, if it's not driving a specific call to action, then it's kind of all for nothing. So if they see one piece of information from you, and then once they go and do a double click, it doesn't feel the same. It's not the same experience. And maybe they feel like you kind of over-promised and under-delivered. And when we do focus groups on behalf of our clients, we hear this a lot. So when we do a focus group on whether it be a blog site, a website, some type of online experience, or just overall brand experiences, a lot of times 
customers and community audience members online will say, you know, I just was disappointed when I click through some of their content. So they're great at putting Facebook content out there and tweets out there and maybe even tweet chats. But when it really comes to delivering the goods, they suck, basically. You know, they're not doing a very good job. And you would be surprised a lot of times if you feel that you aren't doing very good in this area, chances are your audience probably doesn't think you're doing very good either. So if you're questioning whether you're really following through on that conversion funnel and on that customer and audience experience with you and your brand and you feel that you're letting them down kind of through the halfway point, you really, really need to focus there. And so when we do this inventory and kind of this audit that we do on your content, it helps you identify where you have strengths and where you have weaknesses. And you may even want to consider having a third party come in and do an audit of your current marketing because a lot of brands struggle with where do I go from here? You know, I've created all these assets. Now, how can I leverage them? And if after you put your asset inventory worksheet together, you've completed that, you've downloaded that, and you have filled it out to the best that you can, you have a list of all of the activities you've done. And if you don't have a business and marketing plan, you need to get some help creating one. And we help a lot of our clients with this. We'll go in and do an audit of everything that they have to date. And we will help them you know, take that marketing plan to the next level or create that business and marketing plan that they so desperately need, really focusing on leveraging what they've already done. Once you have that asset inventory worksheet, now I want you to take a look at your business and marketing plan. And we want to revisit all of our goals, our objectives, and make sure we are crystal clear on who our target audience is, as I talked about that. Make sure you narrow it down to your top three audiences. And you want to make sure that you have content for those top three audiences and that you have content that is going to help you drive the desired goals and objectives that you have for that audience and that you're going to be able to help that audience also achieve their goals. Because our belief is we inspire our audiences to connect with us with the goal of helping them achieve their goals. And when we help them achieve their goals, we achieve ours by default because that was our original goal. It's inspire, connect, achieve. And it doesn't really need to be more difficult than that. And so you just want to think about that inspire, connect, achieve. And you want to make sure that your content is helping you inspire your audiences to connect with you and helping them achieve their objectives. Each touch that they come closer to your brand after they opt into an email subscription or as they join you on Facebook or join you in a private group on LinkedIn, you want to make sure with each double click that that value that they're getting on the other end becomes even more valuable. So A lot of times brands and marketing leaders will do the opposite. They take care of the customer at the very top of the conversion funnel or that prospect at the top of that conversion funnel. But then as the person comes deeper into the conversion funnel and actually starts to invest in that relationship with the brand or with the people within that brand, the brand starts to give away less value because they're taking them for granted. 
So I want you to really think about that as you are putting your asset inventory worksheet together and as you're starting to assess where you have strengths and where you have weaknesses, just make sure you're focused on the needs of your audience. And I want to be clear that in compiling this information, this is not something that should take you only one hour. All right. I want this to take you at least a few days, if not a couple weeks. Okay. Because you should be able to spend a good amount of time going back into all the activities that you have done the past year. Unless you've only been doing your job part time in marketing and business leadership, then you should have a lot of activities that you have been doing the past year at minimum. So I want you to invest the proper time to truly identify everything that you've done and what are the marketing assets that have came out of that. Because this whole purpose, remember, is to leverage what we've done and what we got so we can maximize it and monetize it. And if you don't do a solid inventory up front of what you've already done, there's no use of even going through this process, okay? As you put this list together, the next thing I want you to do now is to compile it. You have your list of all your marketing activities. You have a list of your assets. And I want you to go revisit it in alignment with your business and marketing plan. And for each major project and initiative that you have identified, do the double click on that. What were the results of that project? Did it help you meet your marketing and business goals? Do an assessment on it. How did you do it? Go dig back into your Google analytics, into your campaign analytics, into your email marketing analytics. Go look at your social analytics on Facebook and on LinkedIn and everywhere else and see what were the results. Either it did or it didn't help you get closer to meeting those business goals and objectives. And be honest with yourself here. Because as you look at that and you understand whether you did good or you did not do good, this is going to help you assess why. Was it a gap in content? Was it a gap in integration? Was it because you didn't properly communicate with your audiences? Was it because you didn't warm up your audience to a certain campaign and you just pushed them to a landing page? Maybe you just pushed them to a landing page that doesn't even inform them what they're doing on that landing page and what it is they need to click or do or buy or or say to be engaged. And so do the assessment on why it was successful, why it was not successful, so you can understand what the gaps were and what you're missing, what you need. And if you do this right, this can really help you in justifying further investment. Because a lot of times marketing leaders will go to their management, and this is both for small business and large business, and just throw a number together and say, you know, we need to invest in content marketing. I need to be better at providing awesome content for my audience. And here is the budget that I need. However, that C-level executive or owner of a smaller business is thinking about all of the money that you have already been allotted the last one, two, or three years. And they remember the expensive videos that you did. And they remember, you know, whatever content writers you brought on, or maybe it was an agency that came in and helped you with your brand architecture. So they're just remembering a lot of those big ticket items that in their book is content marketing. And they're probably going to look at you and say, hey, <laughs> Sally, I already gave you $100,000 the past year for content marketing. And so this is where you need to be ready because your asset inventory and your audience analysis and your campaign and past marketing tactics and strategy analysis is going to help you identify those gaps. And so now when your leadership asks you, 
why do you need to spend more money on content marketing? Now you can map it directly back to the needs of your audience. And you can say, yes, we did create this video back in 12 months ago, whenever it was. We did create you know, this set of, of campaign materials and these pieces of content. But if you take a look at these, they only service this one audience or these two audiences. And then you're able to articulate specific gaps that you have for a particular audience. And you say, we're really struggling and don't have enough content for this particular audience. And by the way, here are our goals and our objectives and how this effort aligns to our Uber business goals and objectives, Mr. C-suite executive. And this is why I need this budget. Okay. When you start to have that type of conversation with your top leadership, it is going to help you get the approval that you need, the buy-in that you need, and the budget that you need associated so you can achieve your goals. Trust me, this works. Okay. Next thing I want you to do is take a look at all of the investments that you have made in relevant software or hardware assets. Okay. What software or hardware have you invested in or do you have a subscription to that maybe you have not fully leveraged? This could include video software, audio editing software, photo editing software, any type of creative publishing software suites that you may have a membership to. What about a camera that you purchased and you asked for a ton of money investment and you haven't even figured out how to use it and you were supposed to take images of your executives and some product images, whatever it may be. Take an inventory of that software and hardware and see if you can find a way to also leverage that to take your business to the next level because chances are that you invested in that at some point because you had a plan for how you were going to use that. So make sure you are using that. And if you have found that you have software subscriptions that you no longer need, cancel those subscriptions. And this happens a lot when it comes to social media, particularly with a lot of tools that can connect to our different social networks and help us measure and monetize all of those things. Uh, I even find that I have a lot of subscriptions and I go through them regularly about every two weeks because we end up signing up for a lot of trials. There is not a day that goes by that I don't get at least 10 to 20 emails from new startups and tech companies wanting us to test out their product. And we've gotten to where we do very few of them. And we only really focus with strategic partners because there's just too many products out there who are telling us they're going to be the next big Facebook or the next big measurement platform. And although I wish we could look at all of them, we really can't. And so I encourage you to be very careful where you invest your time when it comes to some of these software subscriptions. Don't always be chasing that shiny object. You're better off leveraging some of the things you've already invested in, including your content and making sure that you are serving the needs of your audience and aligning to your business goals before you go try to learn a new tool. Okay, the next thing I want you to do is to create three action lists and it is either going to be leverage, update, or integrate. So for the action list, these are the things that you can leverage as they are. So this includes things such as your email and your CRM systems maybe sitting dormant. So those are some of the software subscriptions. Maybe you signed up for an email marketing program and you never have used it, okay? Try using it. If you have never tried email marketing with your business or it's been a long time since you've done that, you need to use that. And I'll tell you, it's one of the top ways that we drive interaction with our community. Email marketing is one of the top ways that we generate leads every single day. 
email is not dead at all. And I have a podcast and a blog post that I've written on this. We did a get real chat conversation a few weeks ago. I really encourage you to check it out. The podcast is loaded with all types of statistics that you can share with your management if you were looking to get buy-in in this area as well. Next list is update. So this is top priority list for assets, content platforms, or other assets of any kind that need updated. These are things that basically they must get updated before you can leverage them. Either incorrect or they just won't work where you are in your market today. Next list is integrate. So these are the things that are top priorities for integration to other products, tactics, and initiatives. So as you are making the final decisions on what you are going to leverage, maximize, and monetize, I want you to continue digging deep into your data deeper than you've ever done before. Because chances are things like your Google Analytics and your email marketing database, your Facebook insights, these are all a gold mine for understanding user behavior, understanding your audience and how you are connecting with them via your social networks, via your content, via your website, via your blog, your campaigns, everything you've been doing, you need to know how it's driving action or how it's not driving action. It will help you understand how your audience sees you and your brand. If they're bouncing out of your website or your blog within 10 seconds of landing there, you have a blog site problem. You may have a problem with it not being mobile friendly. You may have a design problem. You may have a content problem. So continuing to slap lipstick on an ugly broken pig is not going to drive you to the result that you need to get to. So bottom line, you want to know if the actions you are taking are driving a return. If they are or if they could be, then you want to spend more time learning, testing, and maximizing how they can provide even more return. And if they are not bringing a return, then you want to stop doing them as fast as you can. Because the next thing you want to do is finalize your won't do list and stick to it. Remember when I talked about random acts of marketing at the beginning of this podcast today? You need to stop doing random acts of marketing. And if you play Monopoly, I want you to think of the Monopoly board, okay? You will not pass go. You will not collect $200 and you will not focus on creating any additional shiny objects until you know what you are not going to do. You got it? You already have a max team. You have a max budget. So adding five more tasks or projects to an already stressed out situation is not going to solve your problems. This is one of the biggest mistakes that I see businesses make when it comes to integrating social media into their business. They try to fit their business inside of Facebook. And instead, you want to figure out how can you fit Facebook? How can you fit Twitter? How can you fit LinkedIn inside of your business model? There's a huge difference in how you do that. So once you have your list of all your assets, your list of what you're going to do, you've now updated your marketing and your business plan. Now you're going to be ready to take that plan to the next level. You're going to be ready to get that plan approved. And I encourage you to check out some of my past podcasts. I do have a podcast on how to get your marketing budget approved. I encourage you to check that out. I also encourage you to download a white paper I have with eight steps to develop a social business strategy and plan. So if you're struggling with how to get this plan together, that's probably a really great place to start. And I also have a podcast that goes right along with it. So that will really help you. But the key to leveraging what you have is just knowing what you have. That's the 
first step you need to do. So you need to assess what you have, do the inventory of what you have, what you've done, and then you need to focus on eliminating those random acts of marketing that we talked about. And you need to then put your plan together of what you're going to actually do. That is how you are absolutely going to leverage what you got. Because then as you move forward and you start to work on the future strategies and the future tactics and campaigns, now you have a full inventory of everything that you've done. You have all of your content organized and you know how you're going to be able to leverage that moving forward. I also encourage you to stay tuned to these podcasts. Over the next couple of weeks, I have several more that are launching on this exact topic. And so do the work that I gave you within this podcast. Go do your research on your past marketing activities, your asset inventory of all of your content. Take the time to fill out that worksheet and then stay tuned to my upcoming podcasts, which are going to then help you take that content and give you some very specific tactical ways that you can integrate that into the rest of your marketing. So we'll be talking about how can you integrate that into to events, for example? How can you integrate that for email marketing? How can you integrate it if you're doing specific campaigns, even offline campaigns? Maybe it's a direct mail campaign, a direct mail drop that you're doing. We'll be talking about all of those types of activities over the coming weeks and how you can leverage everything that you got as you move forward and still really be leveraging new media and social media and staying up with the times, but still being able to leverage every thing that you've done, because that's really where success comes in both business and in your personal career. It's not always just reinventing what's already been done. A lot of times it's taking what's already been done and figuring out how you can best leverage that so that future dollars can go toward making something better and they can go toward better serving a new market or better articulating the value of your company, your products, your services to your target market so that you can move the needle on business results. It's not always about just creating the best and latest glossies of the old day corporate collateral and you know the next fancy email campaign. If you have email campaigns you've already done that are broken, the first thing you need to do is fix it. You need to fix those landing pages. You need to fix the things that are not driving a return. Slow down to speed up is what I always say. And that's kind of the theme of this entire podcast today. To maximize, to monetize what you already got, you got to slow down and figure out what you got. So I hope this helped you today. I hope this maybe helped you think about your content and your past activities in a different way than you have done in the past. I hope I've inspired you to do that double click on what you've already done so that you can achieve the highest ROI possible moving forward. I thank you so much for your time. I'm honored that you take the time out of your busy day and your busy week to hang out with me here on the Social Zoom Factor podcast. And I encourage you to let us know what you think. If you like what you here on these, please give us a review and a rating out on Stitcher Radio or iTunes. We really, really appreciate it. You subscribe to the RSS feed, then you will get updates every day that we launch a new podcast, which is Monday through Friday and sometimes Sunday. So best of luck to you this week and may you achieve your goals in both life and business. So get out there and go make life and business happen. Zoom style. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. 
Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Oh, 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 o